The Patterson Foundation strengthens people, organizations, and communities by focusing on issues that address mutual aspirations, foster wide participation, and encourage learning and sharing. Each day, each one of us goes beyond the blog. Join the journey. So Kelly, this month you interviewed Michael Oxman on LWRCC. Tell me a little bit about what listeners can expect to hear and learn. Yeah, this was a really interesting podcast where we looked at LWRCC and internal audience, but not just when looking at earned income or in this nonprofit thrivability umbrella, but so transferable, can be used in professional and even personal to make sure everything's aligned, that culture, Mm. that capacity is leadership there, you know, making sure that all of those are working together and talking to one another. Yeah, I really like that because it's not only about alignment, but realignment when things aren't quite going the way you want. And that's so special. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear it. Absolutely. So let's dive in and hear about this very informational but reflective podcast. Welcome to the Beyond the Blog podcast, a strategic communications evolution of the Patterson Foundation. I'm Kelly Alexander, current fellow with the Patterson Foundation and your host today for a deep dive into the Patterson Foundation's collaborative philosophy and approach to philanthropy. At TPF, we love things in fives, and within this podcast, we hope to share several TPF fives and how they help TPF approach philanthropy. And to help me do that is Michael Oxman, to share insight into one of TPF's fives, LWRCC, which stands for Leadership, Willingness, Readiness, Capacity, and Culture. Michael Oxman is a consultant with the Patterson Foundation who works on margin and mission ignition through the Nonprofit Thrivability Initiative, which engages the national consulting firm No Margin, No Mission, also co-founded by Michael Oxman. By engaging No Margin, No Mission, the Patterson Foundation is strengthening the efforts of people, organizations, and communities by igniting interest in earned income possibilities and ensuring nonprofits have access to expertise and resources to develop entrepreneurial revenue-generating plans to support and expand their missions in a resource challenge world. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Michael, I have to share that No Margin, No Mission is celebrating 10 years of partnership with the Patterson Foundation. So we could talk for hours just about that success. But since the focus of our podcast today is about TPF's five of LWRCC, let's start with your perspective. What is LWRCC and why is it important to partnerships? It's a great question, and it's one that over the 10 years that we've been working with the Patterson Foundation has evolved over time. But essentially, the way we view it through the lens of our initiative is a way for us to look at organizations that potentially we we would work with as part of the initiative to understand their preparedness um, or their readiness for success in the work that we do. So it helps us to really understand by looking at an organization's leadership, willingness, readiness, capacity, and culture, if they're well aligned in each of those five areas. And if they are, it gives us a reasonable understanding that 
they will likely be successful in this initiative. If they're not aligned, it gives us pause, and oftentimes we want to learn more. You mentioned something there as far as looking inward in an organization, and there's another five that I want to mention here, which is internal stakeholders, which for listeners, CEO, executive director, board, staff, donors, and volunteers. And I want to say, if you want to see anything about the TPF5s or approaches, please visit our website at thepattersonfoundation.org. But Michael, can you tell me how does each internal stakeholder impact LWRCC? Very important. So as we go through with the organizations, the various phases of our work, which are numerous, through each phase of our work, we make a requirement that the organizations have at minimum their executive director, CEO, a board member, and a staff member participate in everything we do, whether it's our learning labs, whether it's the various phases of our initiative, like business planning, business plan implementation, tracking and monitoring. We require that they all participate in those activities. Why? Because an organization that has those stakeholders involved will ultimately be more successful at an initiative like ours, as, as well as it just about anything else that they would do of importance. The last thing we want to have happen is that, for example, an executive director or CEO decides to pursue an intensive initiative like ours, but perhaps their board is not on board for it, And what we've learned the hard way through much experience is that we don't want to go through all of the the work that we do and the investment that the Patterson Foundation makes, as well as the nonprofit organizations themselves are making a, a significant investment in terms of time and resources, only to find out that at some point along the way, a board member who has not bought in or a board who has not bought in and says, you know what? We just don't think this is a good idea. It's time to pull the plug. Yeah. Yeah. That investment were there's investments from all sides. And so you need that preparedness, like you said earlier, to be able to look inward, but outward as well and make sure that it's, it's the right place, right time, right people. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm happy to report that we've had very few examples of um, organizations that have not succeeded, but typically if they don't succeed, it's because we can go back and pinpoint something that happened in terms of LWRCC. One of the organizations that, that we worked with as part of Margin and Mission Ignition went through our learning labs. They jumped through all the hoops, which are numerous. They applied to move from the learning labs into the intensive consulting portion of our initiative. And uh, they made it in, so they were part of a cohort. And there was a point along the way when we learned that the CEO or executive director was leaving the organization. And as you can imagine, when an executive director or a CEO leaves an organization, it creates anxiety. It creates oftentimes 
uh, despair. And it does not bode well for an organization that's in the middle of an earned income initiative, either to launch a venture or to grow an existing one. I guess the lesson learned for us in our work moving forward, because there's always lessons learned, was that in our future advancement packets or our applications that we require an organization to complete before they become part of the intensive consulting phase of the initiative, we actually built in a question that says, point blank, is your executive director or CEO planning to leave the organization in the next 12 months? Right. But we do try to, through LWRCC, understand as much as we can going into the selection process of our initiative. Yeah. And I've had the privilege of attending the latest set of those learning labs and got to hear firsthand how extensively this is really shared. It's at every one. It's a Uh recap at all four of the labs of how this is important and how to really look inward at all of these things. It was very inspiring to see that take place and those conversations happen along the journey because it is, it is extensive. Right. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's not an intuitive lens um, through which organizations look at themselves. Right. You know, it's until they've really been exposed to this concept of LWRCC, there might be certain aspects of it that are, you know, just maybe instinctive, but until you're very intentional and thoughtful about looking at your own organization through the lens of each of those five, you may not really understand where your organization sits and how poised you are to succeed at an endeavor. Yeah. And it's, it could be any endeavor. It's not just the work that we do through margin and mission ignition or our thriveability initiatives. I mean, the Patterson Foundation uses LWRCC in, a, in just about everything it does. Yeah, it's very transferable across initiatives, across just, you know, are we, where are we at today with whatever partnership? I think the other thing to keep in mind, and you heard us say this in our learning labs, is, you know, you don't have to be perfectly aligned in all five of those areas. You know, it's not an exact science. I mean, there's some art involved here. And the good news is, let's say an organization who is looking at themselves through the lens of LWRCC identifies an area where they just feel like, you know, we're not as strong as we could or should be. They have an opportunity to work on that. Right. right. And, you know, it's really more understanding that perhaps we're deficient in one of them. So what can we as, as a, as an organization through our leadership, our board, our staff, our volunteers, you know, and, and our key stakeholders do to build it, to boost it, and to get us to where we need to be. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, at the Patterson Foundation, that word perfect isn't used. Right. It's it's not, you know, nothing is perfect. It's striving for excellence. That's it. And coming here as a fellow and learning about that culture and having that mindset, it's really powerful. And I'm such a fan of reflection and how you're speaking about taking the intentional time to be able to look at those things. That is so valuable. It that is. is so valuable. It is. And, you know, it's interesting because, uh, again, as you know, Kelly, the Patterson Foundation is unique. Yeah. They do things in ways that are different mm-hmm. and unexpected. We 
even offer at a certain point along the way in our learning labs the opportunity for any organization to opt out. Yeah. And that opt out really is intended to do a couple of things. One is to find out who's really got the LWRCC interest, wherewithal, desire to keep going. Because if they do, they probably wouldn't opt out. And if they don't, they likely would realize that they're not ready. And the Patterson Foundation recognizes the work that they've invested in it by offering uh, an honorarium to opt out. In the case of our most recent learning labs, there was only a very, very small number of Mm opt-outs. And we have just in this past week selected the organizations that went through the advancement process to move from the learning labs into the intensive consulting phase of the initiative. We're not ready to announce that yet, so stay tuned. Yes, and please, if you want to learn anything more about the initiative or stay in touch with all of the happenings, please do visit the MMI and Nonprofit Thrivability Initiative pages on the thepattersonfoundation.org. I, I think, too, even with the opt-out, there's such valuable lessons that are coming from the lab that it wasn't time wasted. And especially right. with the honorarium as being able to say, thank you for your time. Thank you for the investment and the reflection that you did by being able to look into those different areas. That's really special. Absolutely. And we've already heard from those organizations that decided to opt out how valuable the time that they invested in the learning labs, the homework, the one-to-one Zoom consulting sessions, how how valuable that was. And they've said to us that they're going to move forward in a way that is comfortable for them. And it will probably be on a slower time frame. And it you know, it's not going to be um, as extensive as the work that they would do with us if they continued into the intensive consulting phase of the initiative. But that's OK. Yeah. yeah. If we taught them some, you know, some new things that they can think about, some principles that they can apply to, you know, making their organization more thrivable yeah. through earned income. That's a great thing. That is great. So, we're, you know, it makes us feel good all the way around. Well, today, you know, we looked at LWRCC, we looked at internal audience, all of these things. Is there anything else that we should highlight today while we're looking at the Patterson Foundation's approach, while we're looking at how this can be transferable across any initiative or any partnership? Is there anything else that we should note? Well, I think the thing to note is that the idea of LWRCC is intended to be providing organizations with some framework for better understanding, for being more, I guess, introspective about the inner happenings of their organization, their team, and the various sort of complex aspects that happen and are going on at any given time. One thing that we just want to make sure that organizations understand is that we don't have any hard and fast rules. We really want organizations to take just a good look at themselves, to be thoughtful, and to think about ways that they can become stronger and improve, you know, and evolve their organizations. And if they have a realization and an understanding of that through LWRCC, then they've gained something significant. Absolutely. Thank you for that addition. And Michael, thank you for joining me today and sharing your perspectives on these TPF5s and approach to philanthropy. It is different and it is really unique, but it's so special. And I'm so excited that we get to share it 
through this platform. So to learn more about the Patterson Foundation and immerse yourself in Beyond the Blog, visit thepattersonfoundation.org. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Kelly. Listeners, thanks for joining us Beyond the Blog.